today, today, this episode, this episode of Pop for Thought is brought to you by Scoop. And <laughs> so, Ashley and I, we like to go to, uh, Ashley likes to go to farmer's markets. And this... Because she's a quaint little suburban housewife lady. She's not a housewife. I mean, she... <laughs> She has a good job, and for a oh, long she, time, she has a she has an incredible job. She has a great career. She has a master's degree. She yeah, she, she's a smart cookie. I was so. just saying, farmers markets and expecting baby. It just actually just seems like the perfect little like. She's uh she's the quintessential white girly woman. woman. Yeah, girly woman. White woman. <laughs> white woman. Um, if you want to throw a race at it, I always want to throw a race in the face. <laughs> I don't know why you want to throw a race as an adjective. It doesn't need to be there. Um, but. So Ashley likes farmers. But I feel like it's and it's definitely a huge qualifier on how to interpret things. Do you think we had any listeners who have been like longtime listeners, like maybe like not listen to all twenty three weeks, but they say they've listened to ten, eleven weeks. Do you, they, do you think we ever probably say Sam really likes talking about race? Do you think they that, ever, I think that's what people who listen to do they ever maybe got us confused? Of our they last thought they were they thought we were black, maybe or anything but white. No. Especially seeing as I posted a selfie of me and Grandpa <laughs> up, on, up on Facebook. That's true, that's true. Um, we've talked about Grandpa being a little racist um, in the past. So I don't think anyone thinks that we're anything but two white guys. Um, sorry, Sam. Sorry to, uh, to burst your bubble. But going after that, I mean, wouldn't really be br- the microphone now. Wouldn't really be bursting uh-huh. my bubble. You call me racist. You think I want to be anything but a white guy? <laughs> I didn't say you were being racist. You just said, I think our listeners think Sam is a little racist. <laughs> Maybe I did. Maybe, Maybe I did. you did. Let's Maybe rewind. Let's listen to the tape. Maybe I said that. Um, so, Ashley and I went to this farm stand the, that, this weekend, and they had a bunch of things. They had the muskmelon that Mom was talking about for the entire trip to the farmer's market. Um, that one time, so that's why I picked you guys up, that, that melon. Um, we have about a third of ours left in the fridge and that's about it we killed that thing pretty pretty good i haven't had one piece of that melon yet but then again i haven't been home very much right um it's kind of really funny that it's an interesting funny that's a little anecdote here um you, you had called me on was it sunday mm-hmm. and you were like <laughs> um are you home which is a very odd request question for you to ask me i texted you i didn't call you I texted right you, you texted me okay are you home and then it somehow, didn't we did speak on the phone though, didn't we? Yeah. Because yeah. you had told me, um, yeah, nobody else was home, and I didn't know because I was sick and in bed. <laughs> right, right. And they're like, no, but John's downstairs or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. So I figured you had talked to John. No. See, I didn't know this. And then John comes upstairs and says, where do you get the melon from? I said, oh, Jimmy drives by. He's like, why didn't you tell me Jimmy was here? And he just come up and say hi. It's like, oh, I thought you talked to him. <laughs> no. Mom had said that he wasn't feeling well. He was sore. From all the other conversations we've had about John, um, well, either amazing. on the podcast or off the podcast, um, it's my very well understanding that John likes to walk around in the nude. So I figured if John was in the basement, John can hang out in the basement, hang out in the basement, and actually I'll quickly drop off the melon and then we'll go and you know, no one needs to see John's bits and pieces. Well, John wanted me to let you know that he didn't was not intentionally rude. He did not know you were there. No, I didn't think that he was being rude. I intentionally didn't call him because I didn't want to have him put on pants or anything. Well, you put me in a very awkward state I'm because sorry. I'm sorry. then I he thought I was like 
I was being rude because I didn't tell him that you were over. No, I'm sorry. And I thought he had already known because... I'll clarify it on Monday when we see... Oh, things. it's not that big of a deal. This was a week ago. Yeah. It's not like it's carrying over. Okay. But I'm just I'm letting you know, it was a very I, big mess of communication. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will never, ever contact you when bringing Mama Melon ever again. I, I really appreciate that because that was yeah. a really big hamper in my afternoon. It, it sounds like it. You know, you were home. All you had to do was open the door. I set the melon down, and then we left. Oh. Yeah, and it created a big firestorm in your life. It was a big fucking deal. I'm sorry. But at the, at the farm stand, we picked up a bunch of fresh vegetables and all of that, and we picked up half a dozen. As you would do at a farm stand. Yeah, and we picked up half a dozen ears of corn. And Why are they called ears of corn? I don't have an answer. Yeah, it must be Maybe hard. because must the be really stalk hard. is so high, and it's like it extends, and so it's like weird that ear would be for a person. That could be good. I think that could be good. Uh, that, that's, I'm going with it. I'm All going right. with that. That's my... That could be good. I'll say, it must be really hard for people who are trying to learn English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want one... Well, you know, a cob. Corn cob. I know. I'm cob. saying, but if somebody, if somebody was like... Had told them, oh, you know, we have five ears of corn, and they're just really confused on what that sentence even means. Corn? Corn? I thought corn niblets. Corn ear? What? Corn animal? <laughs> Could be very strange. <laughs> very strange. Um, so we picked, so they had corn in half dozen and one dozen measurements. So we picked up a half dozen. Another thing about the English language, dozen. Why do we have that word? Why can't we just say six or twelve years of corn? <laughs> or why not five or ten years of corn? Why six or twelve? I don't know. I don't know either. But regardless, we uh, we picked up the corn, and I was like, what are we going to do with well, six? Well, actually, I'm interrupting you. All right, that's fine. Um, six and 12 makes sense in American standard counting systems because we go by threes. Inches and feet and all that. Everything we do is by threes. So, Including our, our bedroom activities. Threesome. Well, <laughs> just kidding. Sorry, Ashley. Just I mean, in your sex life for the next uh, four months, there's a third person involved. Oh, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. Cut that out. Oh, I don't want to think about that. You're saying you're poking heads. There go. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's wrong. Welcome to Pot for Thought, the world's greatest oh. podcast. I'm Sam. Oh. That's Jim. <laughs> Jim. You have to oh. farm stand on. Oh, you're a son of a bitch. Oh. Okay, so you had you picked up a. So we picked up some corn, and I was like, "What? What are we going to be doing with the? What are we going to do with six years of corn?" And so I was looking online and found this awesome corn chowder recipe. And so on Wednesday night, I made corn chowder from scratch. Delicious, delicious corn chowder from scratch. It was good. I had um, a spoonful. You said that you weren't a big fan because it wasn't spicy. No, it was... I didn't... I, wouldn't, I didn't mean... Okay, I didn't, first of all, I didn't say that. Second of all... That's the way I took it. I didn't, and I didn't mean spicy as in hot. I meant spicy as in black pepper and salt. I don't know. It was fine. I'm just not a big soup person in general. Like, if you like soup, it was probably a high-quality soup you'll adore. I'm not a warm liquid 
human being. Like one liquid, we would, yeah. No, we got there. All one right, liquid. went full circle. One liquid. So, Jim, what are you drinking today? We are both drinking coffee again, which is odd for us for Podkrathoff. It's but we've no, been longer doing it's no longer it's, odd. It's, it's what we... It is the trend. It's the standard. It's the gold standard here. Um, today, we have a blend that Ash and I picked up last time we were in Door County. I picked up... We were staying at this... At this, I don't want to say hole in the wall, because it was a nice little um, motel type type deal. It had a pool and stuff. It was nice, but the coffee was amazing. Like, not the in-room coffee, but they had kind of a, here's 3 o'clock cookies and coffee for the guests. And the coffee was outstanding. And so I asked them and found the blend that they had they were using it's a blend from the door county coffee company and it's called the uh it's like the the i swear to god our podcast needs to be sponsored by door county <laughs> it's like the the morning the morning house blend or something like that it's really good uh, it's one, it was a really that's what do you think of it <laughs> <laughs> word vomit i i'm not developed a coffee palette where i really can't tell much differences between good coffees. I can definitely tell if a coffee's bad or old or been sitting there for a while. But when it comes to, like, good coffees, I really can't tell much of a difference unless it's, like, a flavored type. Okay, so you can't tell the difference between, you know, this coffee tastes a little bit bolder well, or like if you told a little me, bit more acidic. What's a dark roast and what's a light roast? I could probably not tell you at all the difference. Okay. But, it's like wine. You know, you got to just keep building up the palate. you got to be careful with coffee, too, because you can burn your mouth with those warm liquids. I don't like warm liquids. I'm just not a fan. It's okay. So, Jim, I started watching The League. Um, I watched the first season probably when it came out, like years and years ago. And I started watching the second season streaming. And um, i got to say, you remind me a lot of Andre. No, I'm kidding. I just, I just want to get your reaction. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> really? No. Ray? No, it's really funny. And it makes me very, very excited for our fantasy football league that starts this week. I'm. It starts well, this, this next, this upcoming week. The week that you're listening to this episode. <laughs> okay. So I still don't know whether or not I should play Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton. Um, mm. Cam Newton seems Didn't to... Didn't you... Um, wow. Have you not been... Okay. I thought... Yeah, Cam Newton is still scheduled to play. His ribs are injured. I'm aware of some of his injury issues. Well, we, well we, first of all, we discussed this last week. I know. I'm saying I still don't know who I should play in between the two of them. Who are you even facing? We went over this last week. Uh, no, who, who are you personally facing? Do you know? Oh, no, some friend of mine. Jim, do you want to lose? No. Okay, then you would start Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Okay? Okay. Because not only does Cam Newton not have receivers, um, not only is Cam Newton not nearly as accomplished of an athlete as a quarterback as Aaron Rodgers, but we just discussed that he has fractured ribs. Right, but Aaron Rodgers is going against Seattle defense. Right, so let's say Cam Newton gets sacked in the first quarter and those fractured ribs crumble. You can't take him out of your lineup and then put in Aaron Rodgers. It's locked in, it's locked in. All right. How about Eli Manning? <laughs> no, I, I really... I think the Packers are going to win that game against Seattle. I do. I think Seattle. Well, I hope you're right, because Aaron Rodgers is going to get to play then. Yeah, I was looking at your team, and your team is just stupid good. Yeah. 
LaShawn McClain and Rodgers, you should you should not lose the league. Good. I mean, despite it was. I'm going up against Adrian Peterson in the first round. That's right. The first game. It's okay. I'll do okay. He'll do fine. Okay. You have the best quarterback and what I think to be the best running back. So you really can't. I mean, unless, unless, like I said, unless you're big receivers or one of your players get hit with injury or you just happen to have a guy who has an awful year, you should be set at least to go for a playoff run with your team. Yeah. My team, I'm a little worried about. Like we said, I did, drafted it on the expressway. <laughs> so, well, who do you have for a quarterback? Nick Foles, the quarterback for Philadelphia. Who's good? He's good, yeah. Yeah. I was say. You want Cam Newton? I can give him to you. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take Cam. Um, even my backup quarterback, I think I like better than. Oh, not better than Cam. I like him better than Eli for sure. Uh, my backup is Andy Dalton, the ginger from Cincinnati. So, have you been watching the league? So you said you, you said last week you're watching the league. Did you finish it or? Yeah, we're finished with what's available through streaming services for free. Okay. So the new season starts in the next week or so. I think it starts this weekend, doesn't it? Um. So. By tradition, it should new episodes should be on Netflix within the next couple weeks. So, Will, Ashley, and I will watch the fifth season or sixth season, whichever season isn't currently available. Yeah, the one behind. Yeah. And so, Ashley and I will watch that when it becomes available on Netflix or Amazon Prime. So, Jim, what did you um, what did you think about the Emmys? Now that we're there, now. Yeah, we're we're post Emmy now. And I thought some things. We're good. You know, okay. I agreed with some of the things. Um, a lot of reports, you know, I think that the predictions that you and Kevin had, a lot of them were dead on. Um, I think almost all of them were dead on. And I mean, it was pretty easy to predict, though, like we discussed. And I think that's a problem. I think it's a problem when the awards show, when TV is as good as TV is, and it's that easy to predict who's going to be getting the award. So, like, Jim Parsons, I don't think he's the best comedic actor. You know, Louie. What about giving... Louie got a writing credit. Why not give him a fucking Emmy for acting? Because you just gave him an Emmy. Why not spread the love around? For Jim Parsons? He's not even the funniest... He's the... He's not even the funniest actor. The funny... He didn't have the funniest role in the actors that didn't get chosen. Like I said before, Andy Samberg who won the Golden Globe for Best TV Comedy, Best Actor, didn't even get nominated for that shit. Yeah. But there he was doing his thing. He was up there singing with Weird Al, you know, participating in the Emmy show, but no recognition for him at all. See, I'm not no recognition a for big comedy guy for, uh, like we talked about. Actor. I'm really not a big comedy guy like we talked about. And to me, I don't know if Modern Family really is the best comedy. I don't watch Modern Family that often. I've seen episodes and they had made me laugh. I think Modern Family is funny, but I don't think it is worthy of the Emmy that as many years as it's gotten. Well, let's go the other direction, though. Let's go into drama. Was Breaking Bad worthy of the Emmy it got? I think in a lot of the categories, yes. I think Ozymandias, which won... The best hour of television of all time. It probably was the best hour of television I've ever seen. It is the best episode, single episode of TV that I've seen in a long, long time. It's better than Dave, the season two, episode 18 of Lost, which is my favorite <laughs> season episode of, of Lost, of television of all yeah. time. I yeah, mean, I, I, will, I will agree that Ozymandias and even Felina, 
And uh, quite a few, I mean, uh, Breaking Bad episodes. Felina's the final episode. Um, I don't think Felina was as strong crawl or as space. good as Ozymandias. I think Crawl Space, though. Crawl Space was good. Was it the fly on the wall? It was just called the fly. That, that episode bothers me for some reason. I don't know why. The one Maybe. where he's chasing the fly the whole time? Yeah. I don't like that episode. Those are episodes I like. I know, I know for a fact that those are higher quality television episodes than Dave, <laughs> season two, episode eighteen, where it's a guy, it's an entire, it's an imaginary episode. It, it's a season recap episode, basically. But I love that episode so much. I was, I was really, 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 really insanely high when I watched Dave for the first time. Jeez. Oh, so it was definitely a trip. I did just finish the last season, not the final season, but the previously aired season of Mad Men. And, you know, I... I that was my goal for this summer, and I got a job instead. Well, I, I watch it at night when I get home, so I'll watch an episode here or there. I finished it yesterday while I was doing laundry. That's what I do is I put on a show while I'm doing laundry, and I'll pause it, and I'll go get laundry, go mm. back and forth, folding Folded stuff, shit. and have show on, and three three loads worth of laundry is an episode of, of Mad Men making dinner, doing dishes, all the stuff. Yeah, I, I do that when I do my hobby um, entertainment is podcasts. Right. That's my... Well, that's usually my commute entertainment. My commute entertainment is talk radio. <laughs> <laughs> Sports talk radio. And then my... <laughs> so you, that's the difference, because I take the train and public transportation for most of my commute, for all of my commutes, except for... The Couple, beginning of the morning. A few days, yeah. Yeah, except for 15 minutes in the morning. Um, so, I will listen to podcasts, or I will play Clash of Clans. I should read. I have my pile of books that I want to finish. I've been reading a lot lately, actually. Are growing beyond my... Growing more than I'd like them to, because there's a lot of things that I'd like to read, and I want to read, and I should read. Um, all all of those categories. Like I have, Ashley got me this awesome Doctor Who collection book. Yeah, I saw and that. And I've got four or five Doctor Who stories left to. Uh, have a nice day. Can no, it's fine. It'll four be or five doc, four or five Doctor Who stories I have left to read. I've got a pile of books I need to get. Not a list. I I physically own them. <sighs> I just I have to read them. I've got one that I bought for work that. I started reading yesterday, but it's been in my bag for a good week before I picked it up and started going through it. Yeah, so, so my job gave me a recommended reading list. Is that going to happen in a lot of jobs? It depends. Like, um, when I started... I mean, they're all business-y books. Yeah. Or, like, um, just, like, good headspace-type books. Like, one of them is How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is... A classic. Another yeah. one is like they're all they're all basically like the Oz principle. Yeah. So my job bag gave me uh, the Oz principle. They very much practice those those philosophies in our office. Um, so what my job did, what my company does, is they give you the book to read, and then they send you to the one day seminar on the Oz principle. You go with a group of your colleagues and a bunch of other people from around the area, and you go to the, the one day at the hotel near Rosemont, and you do your one-day seminar, and you come home, and you, know, you meet with uh, the you group You're a person for forever, and then you signed up for Scientology and gave your life away. No. It's, no. Not, it's nothing to do with Scientology. There's no... Uh, Did you know... I might have already talked about this. That book you gave me for my graduation, The 101 Steps for Surviving Your 20s, or whatever it's called? Yep. 
Did you know that that is a like a faith-based series? No, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Is that okay that I got you a faith-based yeah, book? Yeah, it's really it's really interesting because I would never pick it up for myself. Um, so it's good for me. I read it. I enjoyed every bit of it. Yeah. I, I do find myself like problem solving in that mindset a lot um, recently, and I do like think about it a lot. Of it I really do. I really, really, really liked is that it, it's like all about setting goals for yourself, and like not just like saying like I'm setting goals. Right. Like I'm gonna be like, all right, so today I'm gonna get this and this and this done. But I mean, like physically writing them down and keeping yourself physically accountable to them. Mm-hmm. Which is something I really, really enjoy and I've been trying to implement in my life. So I got that out of that book. <clears throat> but there is a lot of... And it, it's it's just, it's subtle. It's subtle hints at, like, you know, if you're feeling down, don't be afraid to turn to... to it doesn't ever specify a faith. It's just faith-based. Faith-based. General faith-based, Which, not specific Christianity. No, there's never else. there's never a mention of, of God a or text Jesus I should or... get into or a deity I should admire or whatever. But it's just it is about having faith in something, which I don't disagree with. Right. But I would never pick that up for myself. So I was happy that I did experience a text like that because otherwise I probably never would have. Yeah. So it was no, it, it was ranked as one of the highest rated books like that on Amazon and doing some research and reading different reviews. It seemed like a book that would work well for what you had asked me to find a book. Well, yeah, and I I requested yeah. it. It's not like you just got me this like Sam. I think you're fucking up and you need to read this book. No, no, no. no. you said. Jim, you know, I'd, I'd like to read a, a book that... It's like a quasi-self-help book, but not just like a self-help like I'm struggling, but self-help is just like... Like I graduated, you know, I'd like a little bit of reading on the direction where my life should go. Not not even necessarily yeah. just like that, but just more like... Um, just Guidance? Like, like a reminder that, like, it's going to be hard, right? It's yeah. always going to be hard, like... <clears throat> but it's going to give... If you, if you have a level-headed mindset and keep your don't steer in the wrong path, you'll be going straight and narrow. I like, they said this, and, I don't, and my boss said the same exact quote, like, I don't know, a couple days ago, and I'd read this quote, like, um, two months ago, and I was wondering if she had read the book, and I was going to remind, I just remembered to ask her. It's like, everything is hard work, right? right. And you look at other people, and like, they have it so easy. But if you went up to Bill Gates and, and asked him, like, so, you know, how old were you when somebody handed this to you? He'd probably hit you, slab you across the face, right? Because nobody was just handed everything. I mean, pe- people were right, but people work for their shit, and you know, it always looks greener and happier and better. But people actually work their dicks off to get to that level. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, did it say there was a quote? People work their dicks <laughs> off to get to that level. Is that the quote? <laughs> it may not be verbatim. <laughs> okay. Is that what your boss said, though? She I didn't say like... quote, unquote. Okay, I didn't say that. She was like... And no, my boss did not say people work their dicks off. <laughs> it's like, Sam, people work their dicks off yeah. to get to where they want to be. Yeah. Quote Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like, nobody handed this to anybody. And you can't just... Like, don't hate on people who are successful because they yeah. work their dicks off. To get <laughs> they no longer have dicks. <laughs> but they were able to buy new ones because they worked so goddamn <laughs> right, hard and got right. so rich. Yeah, so... I'm going to tell you something you're not going to believe. We're gonna... at the 30-minute mark already. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, so, Jim, back to Breaking Bad. Do you think it was deserving? <laughs> <laughs> I think that Breaking Bad was deserving 
of all the awards that it got. Um, I don't know if... So, yes, I think the, the writing's best show, uh, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul, and Anna Gunn all deserved the Oscars that they had gotten. It um, also won Best Directing, but um, Vince Gilligan didn't win. Um, another woman who directed a different episode because nominated twice. Two thousand Mandius won. He didn't. He didn't direct that one. Though. No, it was the woman that directed Two Thousand Mandius. Okay. Okay. So and he, but he also won for writing then. He won for no. They won for best picture, best best drama. Right, but th- there's a writing and a directing for each. Huh. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the. Oh no, they did win directing because um the guy True Detective who said uh, the name uh, I need a broom for all the names about to drop or whatever. Yeah, he won directing. He won directing. directing. Right. Yeah. She won, as Amanda's one for script, screenplay. Screenplay, okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that Robin Wright should have won for best, best Actress. I forget, was it Carrie Washington the one? No, it was Juliana uh, Margulies. Juliana Margulies, the ugliest woman on television. I don't think she's the ugliest woman on television. Well, no, I mean, but, Kathy Bates exists in this world. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Me. So Amazon Prime has all of those, I'm going to just kind of. Just Railroad. Railroad. Yeah, what we do. Um, so, Amazon Prime... I now, like how... Okay, so I'm going I'm to railroad you. <laughs> we both did hand movements we said railroad, and yours more of like a sword of mine was like a cut on collision. <laughs> <laughs> You're like... I guess, and that's kind of really the mentalities <laughs> of the podcast. Because you're like, I'm just going to railroad and like smoothly transition to this new topic, and I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to butt right in and crash. Well, I'm going to go so back. So yours was a railroad and mine was a train wreck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fair enough. So Amazon Prime um, now has all those HBO shows. We talked about it a couple podcasts ago. And Does one, it? it has I never finished Six Feet Under yet. Either. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, okay. Um, I started watching Carnival, but that's that's beyond this. Um, so we uh, so back in the late '90s, we had HBO at home, and I remember watching one of their first. Big, um, which we never paid for. We did eventually, um, eventually, because they kept cutting it off, and Dad got pissed. So we eventually paid for it. I remember Dad's story of the week. Um, we'd make a theme song. What it be about? <laughs> <laughs> what would what, 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 what it be about? There was a time where we were sitting in the living room watching TV, and Dad looks outside and said, "There's a guy climbing the cable pole." I'm going to go give him a hand and help, help one of our neighbors steal cable. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. I do. All right. So we, were, we had HBO, legally so, or illegally at the time. Probably illegally at that time. But they, one of HBO's first original programs that they had put together was this um, show called, I think it was called The Late Night Wars. It was a mini-movie about the feud between Jay Leno and David Letterman and the whole drama that happened when Leno was given the Carson show and Letterman was... The Tonight Show. The, well, Johnny Carson's show. Um, the Tonight Show, yes. And all the bits and pieces around. And Kathy Bates is one of the... Kathy Bates stars in, in that movie. <laughs> that's worse than you having sex with your pregnant wife and me saying it's a threesome. <laughs> Let's remember, that's how this, that's how this episode started. It's a strange one, folks. <laughs> we, we're in for a ride. To, we need to pull that piece out, maybe. 
<laughs> you say it as if like it's like it's optional. I know at a point you're gonna dude, you really need to cut that out. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Um I mean I look like the asshole, you look like Prince Charming, so maybe Um <laughs> So Um so in the Leno Letterman debate, I mean very topical right now. <laughs> it's not, but who is your uh who's your preference? I've always liked Letterman. Oh, I've all I've always been a Jay Leno supporter. I like Jay Leno, like, I love, and everybody in my generation loved Conan. And I couldn't stand that Conan took over the Tonight Show. And I was so excited when Jay came back. I was happy when, I, I mean, I, I liked, so I liked Conan's show on Late Night, his Late Night Show. And I liked Conan's taking over the Tonight Show. But I don't like Conan's current show. It's bitter and mean. Um, so we were talking about Kathy Bates and... The Unsinkable Molly Brown. The Unsinkable Molly Brown. Who won? Who won the, uh, the Emmy this past weekend? Well, she was deserving. Um, yeah, she won for Best Supporting Actress in a miniseries, right? Yes. Yep. And I don't watch a lot of American Horror Story. Neither do I. But, but I want to see the... Uh, the Coven episodes once they go on to Netflix, which <coughs> they will once the mm-hmm. next thing starts. Because I heard that was a really... I heard <clears throat> the first season was really good, mm-hmm. and the third season was really good. I heard the second season wasn't very... It wasn't as good. The Asylum one wasn't as good as the Coven or the original American Horror Story. Yeah, so I watched the entire season of the first first season. I didn't watch... I don't think I watched any of the second season at all. Okay. And the third season, I watched, like, the first four episodes with Kevin. It was, like, our Sunday night mm-hmm. show. I just couldn't handle it. It was just too Dude. ridiculous. But there were some really cool things, though. Um, a lot of shows, and as we progress into very serious TV, as TV evolves into being, like, the main medium, they're going to start addressing very serious issues in different ways, right? Right. So lately, not lately, but more recently, I guess same thing as lately, a lot of shows have been covering the rape topic. Yeah. Um, and it's been getting a lot of media coverage in different ways, like the way Game of Thrones handled it was completely awful, and the way um, the Americans handled it was so-so, and... In the first season of the Americans? The second, or the second season. Second season of the Americans. Okay, because there was, there was rape discussion in the first season of the Americans as well. Maybe it was the first season then. I don't remember. Where... This was like... Yeah, maybe it was the first season. Where he forced himself on her. I mean, it was consensual, but wasn't consensual. Right. Yeah, and then he she kills him at... Spoiler. She, okay, yeah. She kills him at the very end. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that, that is season one, you're right. Because that's the season I've seen, because it's on Amazon Prime right now. Okay. So there's that, and there's also, I think, Mad Men did something very similar with Joan. Um, not rape, but... No, Joan, Joan was raped by the man who then became her husband. Right, okay, yeah. so, so I am right. So there's been a lot of rape in modern television. Yeah. The way that American Horror Story covers the topic, or addresses, addresses it, is probably the best. Really? And I really thought it was, it was a very high-concept um, thing for such a low-concept show, or a low-quality, or not low-quality, but it was like fodder entertainment show, not something that's highly regarded as being, like, high-end art. It was very interesting. So I, there there are gems to American Horror Story, but... I've heard a lot of good things about American Horror Story, and I'm looking forward to seeing the 
coven season and their freak show season that's coming up. Yeah, I, I feel like American Horror Story is it's kind of like meshed in with um, The Walking Dead. It's kind of like a gimmick show, kind of, where it's like, you know, it's, well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a horror TV show. It's it's kind of like in that weird genre. I like, I like the, and I'll go with your word gimmick, of American Horror Story, where it changes the story, changes everything about the show um, each year. Um, but, yeah, so I think Robin Wright should have won. <laughs> we're still on that. You are. We're going back to where we started. Um, I think Robin Wright should have won for Best Actress in a, a Drama or Kerry Washington. Another show that two. deals with rape. Robin Wright deals with... Deals with yeah, she was... Did, I think that did it well as well. I think it handled... Because it didn't show. They talked about after the after effect of the impact on her. Um, she just killed it this season. You know, she... Wa- I think she did a better job... Robin Wright, I think, did a better job building out that character than even Kevin Spacey did in that show. It's, I mean, that has to do with the writing. I mean, as well as... It has to do with the acting as well as the writing. You can write a good screenplay and then have a shitty actress do it, and then it comes out to be, you know... I just think because we, we spend so much time with Kevin Spacey's character, with Frank, um, and everything in the show basically is about Frank, so even if we're not spending time with him in the room... We're still spending time with Frank right. as a notion, so it's kind of it's harder for characters like that to be as versatile and as like incredible. I feel. But in her interview, the interview episode, <sighs> she is the central character in that episode, and the way the Emmys are supposed to work—not saying they do—but the way that the Emmys are supposed to work is they're supposed to judge on the acting, on the skills, on everything on a one-episode basis. Is that the episode that they submitted? I don't know, but I don't see why it wouldn't be. I don't. Juliana Margulies. She has made this off-putting comment about how The Good Wife is a 22-episode show, and that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And And that was one of the things that a lot of the network television show, network television... Um, people kept pushing about a lot of their shows, and that might be one of the reasons why things like Modern Family won, um, is because network television people keep saying 22 episodes versus 13 episodes. And I want your take on it. You know, w- do you think that a show that has 22 episodes should be judged differently? than a show that has 13 episodes? Well, if they, only, if they are only submitting one episode... Right. Then it doesn't matter. Exactly. In, in my opinion. No, that's my thought, too. If the goal is to judge on a single performance based on a one-off, right, where no matter what it is, it doesn't matter if you've done... Look at The Simpsons. The Simpsons have done hundreds, if not a thousand episodes. Have you been watching? You, you haven't because you don't have cable, but the nonstop Simpsons marathon. No, I watched a lot of that. It's pretty. It made me download um, Simpsons Tap Out or whatever. On yeah, I play it. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like it either. <laughs> but I, I just want to get Moe's, and then I'm probably done. Oh, I'm like twelve levels in, and I don't have Moe's yet. 
Moses a while in there. Oh. And now they've got the Clash of Clans crossover going on with it. Yeah, so is that is that real, or is that Simpsons making fun of Clash of Clans? I think Simpsons making fun of Clash of Clans. That's what it seems like. It's the satire. Um, but then you've got, and you've got shows like um, The Colbert Report and The Daily Show, which are variety shows. They go up against a show like SNL that'll have 20 or 22 episodes, and Colbert Report will have 22 episodes in a month. You know, it's so... I think that that mindset needs to... You can't have that kind of mindset. Okay, so I just Googled it. Um, Robin Wright did not submit that episode. She submitted the season finale. Okay. Season two. So... So, less of a... I think maybe her <laughs> role was less in, less impactful. And, and we're judging Juliana Margulies on a show that we both agree we haven't seen. I've seen episodes. I haven't seen any of the episodes from this season. So I've seen episodes. I think it's a good concept, but I think Scandal is better. If we're going to be talking about 22 episode season episode episode seasons, I think Scandal is significantly better than The Good Wife. I don't know. I don't watch any of that bullshit on network television. All right. The only bullshit network television I watch is Big Brother and Survivor and... And the Emmys. The Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the How I Met Your Mother joke to kick things off, though, where he was saying how of the of Breaking Bad and Dexter, you have spoilers, spoilers, spoiler alert, noises, mm -hmm. where you've got Dexter, who survived. You have Aaron Paul's... Um, Jesse Pinkman, who survives. And you have How I Met Your Mother. The mother doesn't survive. <laughs> yeah. How, 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 how do you do, how do you have the saddest ending between those three shows? Yeah, I mean, I want... being the comedy. I, it, no. But that's like, that's eh, because Walter White did die. So it's like, kind of like, that joke... Right, but by the... I understand it's a joke, but... Yeah, but by the end of the by the end of the show, break by the end of Breaking Bad, that's the only option for Walter White. The only option for Walter White is him dying. How he's going to die is the creative direction of Vince and his his staff, and he chose that way, and that's a good way to do it. You know, I, if I I'm not a, I'm not an Emmy winning writer, I'm not any kind of award winning writer. I might have done it a different way, having him die maybe of the cancer or doing something else, but I think it was good. I think that in the end, Walter White had to die. How did you feel about Weird Al's performance at the Emmys? Wasn't it like the most awkward thing you've seen in a long time? No, I think um, Gwen Stefani mispronouncing the Colbert Report was the most awkward thing at the Emmys. Stephen Colbert? Is that what you called him? Was it, or was it the Col she didn't even say the word rapport. Like, she was like, it's well, Colbert, blah, 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 blah. I mean, like it, that wasn't that bad, because... It, she had her her John Travolta moment. Yeah, so say, we saw John Travolta do that with um, Adina Menzel, or the very talented Adela Minamata. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but... Okay, like, that's, like, live television, and, like, I understand, like, okay, things happen, right? And I'm not saying Weird Al wasn't live television, but that was obviously previously rehearsed that's thousands the thing. of times. That, that's the thing. 
I don't know how pre-rehearsed that was. For someone at the caliber of his career that Weird Al is, and Weird Al should be, and the fact that hundreds, if not the fact that thousands of people have put in um, submissions and petitions for him to do the live show at at the Super Bowl. Hundreds of thousands of people. Hundreds of thousands of people have done that? Uh, it was tweeted out by ESPN, so just that gives you like 100,000 people just a quick yes. It's not like they're actually like putting their social security number and date of birth like on a form. It's, it's, it's a yes click. Okay. But the fact that that, in my mind, that was his audition. That was Weird Al's uh, well, audition for the Super Bowl. I'm going to... It wasn't, though, because it was already previously announced that the finalists for the Super Bowl are Coldplay, Rihanna, and Katy Perry. Yeah, yeah, Katy Perry. Perry. yeah. So, I know. I know. I, I've, and they want them to pay. They want, Colbert, they want uh, Rihanna, Coldplay. Coldplay, or Katy Perry to pay the NFL instead of the other way around. Um, well... Where in the past the NFL has paid they've for... Never, they've never... The NFL has paid for the production... Oh, for the production, yeah, but they've never paid They've the never paid the person artist. performing, but they've paid for the production of the halftime show. And, and so now they want the... they Now they're asking the artist to pay for the production and give the NFL money. Which isn't a big deal, in my opinion. Um, we're, we're just... We are railroading ourselves over the place. We'll go into this now. Sorry, sorry, Weird Al. I feel like you just wrote those lyrics, like, in the, in the room. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. I don't... And I want to get Weird Al's perspective on it. I want to hear his thoughts. I don't. I haven't seen anything in the last week um, it, it, coming it, from Weird Al, and he's kind of very thing. he's very big on talking about those things. So I don't know where. I think it's kind of thing that it'll take months for him to give a full, real interview on that, or probably right. be on a Nerdist or on something. Exactly, where you can have someone, where you can have his perspective and see, okay. He was given five days' notice to put this together. Okay, that makes sense. He didn't have time to build that out. But he also accepted the deal. It's not like he right. just, you know... Okay, so regardless, it was a flaw on him. It was very bad. But I think that maybe not this year, but for the future, I think that this will this will deter groups from reaching out to Weird Al in the future for him to perform live at shows like that. Okay. So that, that's what I meant. I meant, you know, it may not be for this upcoming Super Bowl, but for performances in the future, I don't think that they He'll probably just that. stick to, like, the Canadian Football League All-Star game now. All right. Um, so we, were, we had just talked about, or we had just mentioned, the Super Bowl halftime show performances, um, and you said that they NFL wants the artists to cover the cost of production. They want to pay the NFL money. It wasn't clear what they would be covering, but that makes the most sense to me. Okay, so, okay. Did you, did you have a number thrown out at what you would think what you, it would be? No, that wasn't, that I didn't that see wasn't. that in any of the articles. Okay. So let's just say it's a million dollars, because that's an easy number to talk about. Yeah. And also, a production like that probably costs in the ballpark of a million dollars. Okay. But, does an artist like Rihanna or Katy Perry, who, let's be honest, neither of us, nor our father, nor most of the people 
um, who will be watching intently the Super Bowl are her are their demographic. Okay, correct. Um, well, incorrect, actually. So, 111 million Americans every year watch the Super Bowl. That is a that is one third of the country watch the Super Bowl. The men, the people of demographic you were t- discussing, are watching the game. And during the halftime show, they're not watching. But other people who are at the Super Bowl party or watching the Super Bowl are not watching the game. They're watching for the commercials and for the halftime show. So they're going to reach their demographic because if a third of the entire nation is watching, it's not all grown men who are football fans. Okay. I it, didn't know that. I didn't know that that was the... That was the 111 context. million people. Doesn't it also depend on the teams that are in there, though? Does it vary it's, greatly when it's, you know, when it, it's it will, a... It will fluctuate dependent on the teams slightly. But the NFL and the NFL PR machine is good enough to where they will push a storyline regardless of wh- how small market the teams are to make people draw in. I mean, and there's always a there's always a storyline in sports. In sports entertainment, it's a story. Last year, Peyton Manning, you know, almost 40 years old, bringing coming back from multiple neck surgeries, a whole year off, with a new team going to the Super Bowl. The year before that, it was two brothers who were coaches facing off. You know, there's there is always a story, always. Always has been. There's all exactly. Yeah. So people, it's always it'll be a hundred million plus every single year. So it's kind of hard for you to turn down 111 million viewers, 111 million people seeing your name for a half hour straight, uninterrupted. You really can't pass up that opportunity, regardless if it costs you a million dollars or not, because they have a million dollars and they'll gain. So they'll gain. Hold on, they'll gain over a million dollars in just clicks or whatever, just just in more recognition. They will gain that much back, and they if if the NFL just passes this rule, it'll be. Whoever it is has to pay whatever set amount to the NFL. There is no doubt in my mind that that'll be picked up by Pepsi or Coca-Cola or some other kind of sponsorship. Will be like, okay, this is gonna we're gonna we're gonna sponsor the Super Bowl and we're gonna sponsor you. You're gonna do two commercials for us, right? So that's that's what that's that's what I wanted to ask. So say. Rihanna. We'll go with Rihanna, because... It's going to be Katy Perry. Right. You know, it, could, it might be Katy Perry. It might be Coldplay. If it's Katy Perry, you know, substitute what I'm going to talk about with... Okay, let's just let's get to what you're talking about. So, it's no surprise. It's, it's well known that Rihanna is an avid purveyor of marijuana. She is a big purveyor of... Weed. She likes to smoke it. She flaunts it. It's very much part of who she is and her culture in what she does. Yeah, I mean... if Now, if she were to say, here is $1 million for this 30-minute time slot, it's her 30-minute time slot. She's paid for it. So NFL has no... Well, it's no longer, so, it's no longer an NFL issue at that point. Um if she decides I will perform for 20 minutes of the 30-minute segment and spend 10 minutes advocating for legalization of marijuana. In that situation where this person is now paying 
for that time slot. Why shouldn't she be able to talk about what do whatever she wants to do in that 30 minutes? Well, it is her time slot. As long as she doesn't break the sacred, you know, parental boundaries uh, set forth by Janet Jackson's boob. Theoretically, because it's all hypothetical. So theoretically, yeah, it's all hypothetical. So that's yeah, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> theoretically, she bought that time, so she should be able to do with it whatever she wants under her first amendment rights. Correct. I mean, that's that's theory. In theory, right. In theory, if she bought that thirty-minute time slot, the NFL should not be able to dictate what she does or says. Absolutely. During but the thirty minutes, if she's buying that time slot from the NFL, okay, that does not mean that the CBS right doesn't have can go. To, they can go to commercial. They could cut her audio stream. They, there's nothing that says that she bought the time slot from the NFL. She's buying probably arena time slot, technically. And they're just broadcasting the show over the year. And she'll get a kickback from that at some point. So there's that. Um, also, I am almost positive that there would be a clause in her contract that she would sign that, that has to be... Nothing like that could ever go on. I mean, just... Right, but uh, so in my understanding... I mean, from that perspective, she would be paying them, not them going the other way around, so why, why would she agree to, why, why, what if she, what if they don't, what if they don't, what if she does that? Well, there's no contract? No, I mean, there's a contract, but here is the million dollars for the production and, you know, the NFL officials, because they're, you know, the NFL, so they like money. I mean, dude, I would not... If she's going to do it, I hope it would be something, like, super positive. Like, she took that time to do, like, an ice bucket challenge. Or if she took that time to do anything else besides advocate for marijuana or a controversial issue, like, gay rights. Like, if you're going to have that stage, like, let's let's not make it a hot-button thing. Why wouldn't we just be like, guys, why don't we all donate to stand up to cancer or something? It's Rihanna. So I understand Katy Perry. She's, you know, very much pop princess. She very much toes the line with where she needs to be and how she needs to... Be perceived by her audience. She's very much classic. She has a very good team. Yes. Coldplay, very similar. Very good team, very well known. You know, at, at some point, you know, they were the biggest rock group in the world. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I think less now than, than they had been, but there was a point where they were the biggest rock group in yeah. the world. When Viva La Vida came out, and oh, yeah. when, when X and Y even came out years before that, and Clocks, I mean, between like 2002 and 2008, Coldplay was the biggest rock band in the world, and you cannot tell me that if they um, got I think a... U2 might have been a little bit bigger in the early 2000s, 2003, 2004-ish. Uh, no, but... I wouldn't say that. Uh, 2003-2004-ish, the biggest rock band in the world was probably Green Day, right, after Post-American Idiot and all that. I would say Green Day probably the biggest rock band. U2's had huge singles, and they've done huge shows, but they've been around since, like, the early 80s. Yeah, they've been around for a long time. So I wouldn't say U2 is the biggest. Um, you probably just... I know wh- how, why you assimilate U2 and Coldplay together, because they kind of have, like, a similar sound. No, I just think U2 had Beautiful Day in 2001, and that was kind of their theme throughout 2001, 2002, 2003. American Idiot came out around 2005, 2000, 2004, 2005. So that's why I was thinking U2 in that era, 
then Green Day. Oh, did it, didn't American Idiot come out? I was still in elementary school. I graduated elementary school in 2005, so I had to be 2004. I think American Idiot came out right when I was a freshman in college, which would have been. And we could Google search and figure out. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Record, who the biggest rock band was. That's, right. Go by album sales. It was probably. Like Maroon 5 probably is right now. <laughs> yeah. But. I don't. So you're saying you don't think Rihanna is. The, I have all the. So based on recent controversy and all of the shit that the NFL had been put through with all of the Janet Jackson stuff and what Rihanna likes to wear and what she doesn't like to wear under her clothes. Jim, I just figured it out. Um, why? I don't think it's going to be Rihanna. I still think it's going to be Katy Perry, but I could definitely see why the NFL would choose Rihanna right now. How much do you know about Ray Rice? Nothing. Ray, Who is Ray Rice? Ray Rice is the running back... You don't, is, know, you don't know nothing about Ray Rice? Is he the son of Jerry? No. Ray Rice is the running back for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, in the offseason, Ray Rice was charged with um, beating his fiancée to a pulp, knocking her out, and dragging her out of an elevator. And it was seen on elevator cameras. Um, he was then acquitted of the charges because he's a millionaire athlete. And he was suspended by the NFL for two games. Just two games? Just two, see, the just two games is a huge deal right now. Actually, just this week, the NFL revised their um, stances on... They can't, they can't change his, um, his punishment because he's in the union, so there's, no, there's nothing they can do about that. They, but now they now revised their stances on if you are charged with domestic abuse and all those other things, that they're going to increase the punishment. But I could definitely see getting Rihanna involved in the sport in some way, who was a victim of domestic abuse... Very publicly. Very publicly. Could be a very... If, if she became like a spokeswoman with the NFL against domestic abuse, if that's, that's what they're trying to do, there's not a stronger PR campaign for that. Right. I get it. I understand. But... I don't... Again, I don't think Rihanna... The fact that she dated Chris Brown again... They're broken up now, I think. I think she's dating Drake. But... I thought Nicki Minaj was with Drake. Maybe Nicki Minaj I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Drake, Drake's just all over the place. But... A lot of, a lot of football talk for the Pop for Thought yeah. podcast. Yeah. But... She publicly forgave him, Chris Brown. Well... For, for those actions. And... Ray Rice's fiance publicly forgave him and then married him after this public action. Really? Yeah. The reason, well, the, re the reason a lot of people, it's not reported because it was all in courtrooms and it wasn't open to the public, um, his hearing with Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL. But a lot of people think that the fact that she forgave him publicly, they then went, they were engaged and they ended up like going through with the wedding as planned, and that she had spoken up for him and said he's never done anything like this before, it was a one-time thing, blah, 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 blah. A lot of people feel like that was why he got off so easy. So, I, and I know what you're saying. Like, her going back to Chris Brown does not make her a, a wonderful spokeswoman for domestic abuse. Right, That's what I, that, that was the point. But, like, she, she was, you know, yes, horrible things happened, and that's horrible, and never hit women. If any kids listen to this, any boys, men, don't hit women. That's bad. That's bad juju. Don't do that. Don't hit people. Don't hit ladies. That's not, not manly. That's idiotic. Sorry, go ahead. 
No, that, I mean, it's, I, I was just thinking, you know, because I, I don't see, I see your point on why is Rihanna, why is Rihanna the third on the list as opposed to anybody else? Like Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. I mean, even going as like, I mean, to me, Blink-182. Why not Blink-182? Why not Green Day like previously talked about? Didn't Green Day do it once? I don't, I don't know, maybe. I think Green Day did the Super Bowl. Okay, cool. Why not do it again? I mean, how many times has Tom Petty done it? Like four times. Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last one pop for thought this week. I'm Sam. I'm Jim. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, guys. Oh. All right. Bye. <laughs>